The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday on the fan or on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. I almost said the fan because I was so locked in on Jerry Jones on the fan just a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Isaiah's like, wait, who's paying your paycheck? I'm about to say, you got that many checks, Scott? No, I wish. That'd be nice. Uh, Either way, there's plenty to talk about here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Glad you're with us here on a Talking Tuesday. We're going to take your phone calls, 888-855-2297. And I believe the text line, I don't have it in front of me, is 817-290-290. 2298. Is that right, Nick? Yes, sir. That's it? You got it. There it is. So there's the text line. We're going to take your calls coming up in just a couple minutes. He's Nick Harris. We've got Isaiah Stanback. Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here on this Talking Tuesday. John Machota back in the building as well. JM. I, I, I said your name last for a reason. We haven't gotten your thought process mm, yeah. on what happened in Santa Clara. I mean, it's not. I think a lot of people are overreacting. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I'm joking. That that was so bad. Uh, I, I never would have seen that coming. Like, them losing again to the Niners is one thing. To be dominated like that, it just, I mean, there's just so many levels to the having three interceptions and three consecutive possessions, which, and it could have been more if they didn't put Cooper Rush in the game. I mean, there are just so many things about what happened in San Francisco that leaves you questioning everything. And it's, of course, you know, Jerry said on the radio today, like, well, you're not going to play San Francisco every week. No, you're not. But if you're that far away from San Francisco and you look at the rest of this schedule, which is not easy, I don't know how, like, that was one of the things I was doing after the game was over. So I'm looking at the rest of the schedule and I'm going like, (laughs) I don't see them getting back to 12 wins. And getting back to double-digit wins is not going to be an easy thing. I mean, this is a tough schedule that they have remaining. I mean, of course, their teams can suffer injuries, and all of a sudden a team that looked tough isn't whatever. Well, that could also be your team that that happens to. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was – to me, it's the worst loss that they've had since I've I've covered the team. The only one that would even be in the conversation is probably maybe – I would say that Denver loss in 2017 because they were coming off of that big 2016. But I still don't – I factor in what the expectation is, uh, what you are as a team, and where I th- I had you projected to go. And this that you there's no business laying an egg like that. I'm sorry. You just cannot have that type of a performance when you finally have that, that starting five offensive line. You are relatively healthy. I mean, they lose Leighton Van Der Esch late in that game, but – other than Trayvon Diggs and DeMarvion Overshone, you have everybody that you want out there. And to put out that product, that, I mean, it's, I tweeted out during the, at the, I think it was during the third quarter, this is so bad because there's just nothing else like that I even had to say. Like, there's not breaking any little thing down. There's nothing that was great in that game. No. And, and I mean, I think San Francisco is the best team in the league right now, but they, they should not be that far ahead. I don't care where you're playing the game to beat the Cowboys the way they did in that game. And so, 
uh, because of that, man, there are a lot of lot of questions going forward, and uh, it's tough to put them in that same group right now with with those top teams, especially coming off of that Arizona loss where you're like, oh, I thought that was the wake up call. Well, that was. Then what is this thing? Yeah. yeah. Anything changed now that you've gotten an extra night's sleep over it, Nick? Just based off of what you said yesterday? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. It's it's still pretty rough. Um, looking at it from even having an extra day to look, uh, look at it, look at the film, even try to find some bright spots. One bright spot that I was able to find was Deron Bland. I thought mm-hmm. he had a really strong game on Sunday night. Uh, I, I thought Tyler Smith did well in the trenches for the most part. Jonathan Hankins. I'd like to give some Jonathan Hankins, to Jonathan for sure. Hankins for sure. Um, but man, aside from that, it's it was a rough outing. I it, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned you were looking at the schedule after that's kind of an exercise I, I do typically after a game just to kind of see the entire body of work that they put it on the table and compare it to what they have left I came out of it thinking they'll go nine and eight uh, looking at the remaining schedule I mean after after this you got Chargers Rams Philly I, it, and you got got to go to Buffalo got to go to Miami later in the season you got Detroit I mean there's there's not there's not a layup really uh, the, down, down the stretch the other thing I will, I will say that was a little concerning thinking about it after the game is in Dak Prescott's last eight games, he's had what I believe are his three worst performances in his eight years as Cowboys quarterback. Mm. That's the Washington game to end last season. Yep. That's at San Francisco in the playoffs. And then that's that game that he just had uh, Sunday night. And that's not a great trend to have for the your franchise quarterback, but also one that has been your franchise quarterback for so long. Yeah. That's not not a good sign by any stretch of the imagination. You you kind of chuckled a little bit at the back end of that. What was, uh, what's just, going through your head? In my head, I just laughed because I was like, the good news is you only play Philly twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. Potentially three. <laughs> if you're, if listen, you're man, uh, they got their butts kicked. That's, that's the moral of the story. And we talked about it extensively yesterday. Obviously, JM just hit him over the head as well. You got punched in the face a couple times, and you left you left battered and bruised and embarrassed. You know you probably peed on yourself a little bit, and everybody saw it. You know, and um, and now you got to walk home and, and and wash yourself and change your draws and and, f- and figure out the next outfit you're gonna put on. You know, and that's exactly where the Cowboys are at right now. You know, they have a long ways to go, but you got a big week coming up. You know, I mean, this was what it was. You know exactly how far away you are from where you want to be or where you thought you were. It's good to know. It's good to know. We got work to do. Can we improve? Absolutely, we can improve. Can we make the corrections? Absolutely, we can make the corrections. Did you? Nah. <laughs> you know, you did not. But you now you have film. You have film from this team. You know, we talked about the psychological warfare. You lost. Okay, you lost. And But now, guess what? You got to figure it out because you do have a tough schedule. So you can look at it two ways. Hey, we got a tough schedule coming up, and, uh, you know, it's just going to be, you know, we're going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs, and, you know, we're, we're hoping to, you know, have enough wins to get to the playoffs. Or you look at it and say, okay, every week we get better. We take out these teams that are respected and they're all doing well, seemingly, that you have on your on your schedule. And by the time we're in position to hopefully play these guys again, we want some get back. That's how you have to look at it. Or you can sit up there and just be a sob story for the rest of the year. But competitively, you you got your butt kicked. Cool. All right. I got beat up. Cool. Next time I see this bully, I'm going to have some more stuff for him. Right? But I can't talk about it. He has every right to talk about it. He has every right to wear the T-shirts and show whatever you want to Dallas. They, they earn all that. And you just let it happen. You let it simmer. And you go back and you get some new ingredients. Yeah, and the only thing they can do is just play the teams that are ahead of them. But I will say this. From yeah. my perspective covering this team, like there won't be any, like, 
oh, like they they responded by winning the next three games in a row. Like, oh, they're right back on track. Like, no, that's left such a bad taste. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if you lose that game and it's relatively close or whatever. That left such a bad taste that, honestly, they could win their next six, seven games in a row, and I'd still be like, yeah, I don't know, man. But that's like, the good we, thing. Yeah. But that's the good thing, right? That's the good thing about it. You get your butt kicked so bad. Doesn't sound good. You get, no, it's good. It is good. I mean, if you want to look, and there's multiple ways you can always look at it, right? Mm-hmm. But you got you got beat up, right? I don't know. I've, I've never really gotten beat up physically by a bully or anything like that. But there are people that have gotten beat up, right? They, this, these dudes just got beat. They just got the crap beat out of them, right? So to that point, you don't get over this. And because you don't get over this, if you have a competitive team, if you have competitive coaching staff, if you have competitive players, they are going to remember this and they are going to take it out on everybody else along the way. That's one way that you can approach it, right? That's the way I would approach it, right? Like you, now I have a hit list. Sorry, everybody else that's on my, that's on my schedule, but y'all, y'all going to feel all this. Y'all going to get all these morsels y'all about to get because now I'm pissed off, right? I'm pissed off. I'm mad at myself, right? I'm mad at my performance. I'm mad at myself as a coach. Right. As an organization, we are all mad right now. OK, so what are you going to do about it? The other thing I was going to mention, speaking when he said that made me think of this is after the game, I was thinking about just how we've seen a little bit more trade activity in the NFL, mm-hmm. a little bit earlier than, than normal. And Niners being one team going out and getting Randy Gregory, who wasn't even on the field. The other my other takeaway when I when I left that stadium was. Yeah, you can't just roll with this exact same roster either. No, you need to be aggressive. You need to do the, some of the stuff that, you know. San Francisco last year, going to get Christian McCaffrey. Like, if this is really the season, if, if you really believe in everything that's there, I mean, you're going to probably have to go out and make some type of a move. Make a move. And but maybe you, more than you, one. But I know we had this conversation last week in regards to Randy Gregory. But now you guys see the mentality that I'm, that I'm coming from, right? No matter where you think you are as an organization and as a team, you can always add somebody to get better. Like, I don't care if you feel – they feel fully confident with their defensive line. But guess what? There is somebody out there that they feel can add some more value down the road. Absolutely. So guess what? Give me that. <laughs> we don't need it right now, but give me that right just in case. I have them in my back pocket. And I that's the approach I've always wanted Dallas to take. Like, when there's somebody to go grab, go grab them. Like, go grab you. You cannot become complacent when you haven't, you haven't attained what you want to attain in I don't know how many years. Right? Yeah. 29, 29 years. Right, you haven't attained it in that long. Go get everybody that you can that you actually can physically get without putting yourself in a bad position the next year. Right, when I say bad position, like what is a bad position when you when you could potentially put yourself personnel wise in position to win a doggone Super Bowl? So yeah. like that, that's that's my angle, right? So like that's the conversation we had last week, and obviously that afternoon they picked up Randy Gregory, and I'm just sitting there like. The the one thing about Randy Gregory specifically is I still don't have a guy on this roster I would rather overturn to get him in here, at least from a defensive perspective. And you think San Fran did? San Fran isn't – I don't know. I don't know the deep depths of their roster. They if, may if they have. Did, so San Fran, have. San Fran just kicked your, your whole living yeah. tail, and they still felt like they needed to they add needed people to, to the roster. Guy. I, I get it. And they may have had a spot open. I mean, I don't know what the roster looks like for San, Fr- San Francisco. Yeah. And I would argue Dallas has made moves like that in the past, but they've got to make another one or maybe two in order to get right back yeah. into it. Think about T.Y. Hilton last year. That was one where they needed some value. They went and got him uh, over the offseason. I mean, Brandon um, Cook, Stephen And they did Gilmore. Hankins and all that, too. But I'm, talking, I'm talking bigger than that. You're nice. talking bigger. I, yeah. I mean, if this I is it. If this is it. If this is the team, you really believe this is the team? Yes. 
Actions speak louder words. You have some trade pieces. You can put a package together to go get somebody. You've you've had trade pieces, but uh, so I don't want to make this. I don't want everybody out there. I know we got to get to the calls, but this is not just a personnel issue. I know we're talking personnel right now. This game was everybody. Mm -hmm. This game was everybody. It was a personnel issue. It was an execution issue. It was a coaching. It was a play calling. It was across the board. So that's why I'm saying like that taste that you're saying is not going to get out of your mouth. That's a good thing. Like I need I need that anger right. And also there's like at least with the Cardinals game you be like yeah it kind of snuck up on us. No. No this is the one that you talked about no. week after week no. after week. This like thing was I was looking forward to before the season even started. This was going to be the measuring stick game and then to play like that on top of it there was no oh the the bully snuck up on you didn't see him no 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 you knew they were squaring up with you you were squaring up with you and the other thing that I keep thinking about too is like. In the NBA, if if you know that if you're some of the better teams, when you play the teams that you think that you're going to play in the playoffs during the regular season, as soon as the game's about to start, oh, so-and-so's not playing, so-and-so's not playing, they never go with the full... No, you went with your full roster. Oh, yeah. You went with the best of the best that you have. <laughs> and if you just sit with that, there's no... like. I don't even expect them to have this good of a roster if they don't make any moves at the end of the season because there's going to be more injuries. It's football. Yep. You know, So if they just stand pat with this roster, I think that speaks more to... Maybe they really don't believe that this is the type of team that can get over the top. But if they do believe that, you got to go out and make some type of at least one move that makes people go like, "Wow, like okay, they're they're really all in on this." They're still going to try and try and go after this thing because I, Nick talked about it earlier. The schedule going down the list, it's not easy. I really liked what Isaiah had to say though about taking it one week at a time because right now, like all the way through, what is going to happen if you beat Philadelphia twice? Great, that's awesome. You're probably in great field position for the for the playoffs. You're going to be okay. You 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 win a lot of these games down the stretch, like Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. You they beat Philly twice. That. I would feel different. They beat Philly twice. Then that but would be even, the only thing that would get me past this type of a loss, where you can start being like, "Hey, maybe if you just get them at the right time, who sure. knows? Maybe somebody gets the gets the Niners. Who knows? Maybe yeah, I mean, look look at last year. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Who yep. would have ever thought that would have happened? But that, that's about where we're talking that I would have to get would, back to. It would They'd have, have to, to be significant twice. Of, a, of an overturn from what you yeah. saw on Sunday. Yeah. It would have to be a complete turnaround. And even if that happens, you're still looking at San Francisco and saying, well, you didn't get over the hump two years in a row. You didn't get over the hump in week five. What's the point? Well, I mean, yes, I know it's any given Sunday in the NFL and yep. everything can happen. But from a mentality standpoint, you're shot right now. As a team, as a franchise – San Francisco is the kryptonite, and I'm not saying you were Superman in the first place, but it certainly looked like you had a chance to be. And that kryptonite's only getting more lethal. <laughs> it's it's yeah. only getting more lethal. Um, it's tough. Very it's tough. quickly, before we get to phone calls, any news and notes that we should hit? Uh, yeah, I just got a couple of things. Um, we can start with what Jerry Jones said on the fan this morning. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me, just because there's been a lot of discourse, I guess, within the fan base over the course of the last two days, just about Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, the play caller, the, et cetera. And uh, he said, make no mistake, we have a quarterback that can get us there. We have a coaching staff that can get us there. There being a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, putting confidence in, in the guys that they have. Yeah. I don't know how you can say anything else, though. No. I mean, you yeah. can't say the opposite. It would be, it would be a complete After turnaround. five games, yeah, that would just be yeah. terrible to say the opposite. That would not be a good thing. 
And uh, if we have room for one more, we were talking to the coordinators yesterday, and uh, offense coordinator Brian Schottenheimer was talking about you know just being able to rebound from these types of losses. He mentioned back in 2010 when he was with the Jets, I believe it was Mark Sanchez's rookie year, whenever they made that AFC Championship run, mm-hmm. and uh, they lost to the Patriots on the road, 45 to three. Six weeks later, they beat them in the playoffs, 28-21. So if that offers anybody a little bit of um, historical confidence, then there you go. <laughs> And it was Tom Brady we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, you can go back to that same season. I mean, the team that won the Super Bowl was Mike McCarthy's Packers, and they mm-hmm. started out three and three. That Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, it's yeah. tough to like really do apples to apples after you watch that that game. Yeah, You've tough. got some it's guys really that tough. can be all time greats on this roster, but just probably not at the quarterback position right now. And I, you've got Micah Parsons that can be an all time great if he continues to do what he does. The offensive line, if they stay healthy, maybe that continuity plays a factor as you go into it with all-time greats like like Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. But it, it's just roster-wise, you, you need your quarterback to be playing at his best. And the fact of the matter is Dak Prescott's not playing his best football. Absolutely He's not. definitely not playing his best football. We've seen his best uh, that early part of 2021. I keep going back to it. It's been there before. But it's not there right now, and he's got to get find a way to get back to it, channel that, and build some confidence because the confidence certainly isn't there either. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, give us a call, 888-855-2297. We're taking your phone calls for the rest of the show. It's a Talking Tuesday presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Talking Cowboys will return in a moment. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you dear doctor my friend supported me during a tough time but what's the right gift that says thanks for being a shoulder to cry on okay this one's easy i say give her a delicious dr pepper nothing says thanks girl better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to Talking Cowboys. This portion of Talking Cowboys is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in <laughs> to Talking Cowboys. You still water? Someone's eating some Quaker Oats right yeah. now. Kyle <laughs> stole my water, bro. I was hoping I could get a 30-second warning coming back in, and I didn't get one. He goes, 10 seconds, and I was like, oh, no. This is uh, bad. He's a thief, you guys. Oh, you guys yeah, see that? I, did. I, I, I stole the water. Yeah, don't be okay. blaming Sorry, Beam on this. It's not yeah, his fault. Me. Oh, no, it's all my fault. He had like half a sandwich down his yeah. throat. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Pause. The uh, All right, 920. <laughs> what time means? It's time to take our calls. Anthony in Seattle is the first one on the line. Isaiah's got his Seattle Mariners hat Always, on, by baby. the way. Anthony. Always. I just thought, uh, thought I'd point it out to you. You're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? I always knew that Seattle was the home to Isaiah. Yes, sir. It's funny because I'm originally from Texas. So I'm just moved. I moved to Seattle probably about ten years ago. So Seattle's like my second home, man. Go Rangers. So, That's how I know you're making too much money. You moved to Seattle. <laughs> oh, you know, let's not get started on that, bro. Let's, you you pay for the scenery here. Yeah, you know what I do. So, <laughs> but um, hey, one bright spot. I didn't know if you guys pointed it out, but hey, it looks like we found ourselves a kicker. I mean, if there's something. To, if there's something to hang our hats on. Uh, but look, you guys have kind of alluded to it a lot, especially you, Isaiah, just being a quarterback in the league, man, I, I, it, it would appear, it would appear that on Sunday, obviously to say that Dak Prescott didn't play his best game. That's, 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 I mean, we've all beat that drum until it's dead, but at this particular point, if the team is not designed for Dak to be successful, then what do they do? If Dak needs to have a substantial running game in order to be a successful quarterback, they have organized this roster to where I don't know if they really have that. Tony Pollard's still coming back from his knee injury. There was a couple of runs where he looked hesitant. And I know it's a team sport. It's not all on Dak. But at the end of the day, the quarterback is the one that that, that gets the brunt of the blows, man. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just wanting to, you know, wanted to know you guys' feedback on that, and you know, see see where we go from there. But uh, definitely around uh, around the comments with Dak. So I'll hang up and I'll listen to you guys' feedback. All right, thank you for the call, Anthony. John, what do you think about what Anthony had to say? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because that's the that's the position you pay so much for. Um, it's the leader in your locker room. He's the longest tenured quarterback in the NFL right now, and. When you have questions there, it, it, it's tough to look past that and just say, well, no, you know, well, the defense needs to step up or these receivers. I mean, it just because, again, like you're not you're you're not just trying to make the playoffs. You know, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's just not enough that you've seen, especially lately, that makes you think like, oh, no, no, that everything's here that they can get in the playoffs and then win three tough games in a row. To get to the postseason, possibly on the road, depending on what you do in the regular season. Yeah, it's most likely. The other thing that's so tough for me to understand about it too is that while I said that he's played three of his worst games in the last eight, he also has probably played his best with that Tampa Bay game. 
And so that's the other one that kind of throws you off. Because when you see that, you're kind of thinking like, okay, can he have a couple of games like this in the postseason? Um, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. But yeah, that was one of my biggest takeaways. I agree with the caller. I mean, that was one of my biggest takeaways when I was leaving the stadium. I uh, I have a friend who's a Falcons fan, and he reminds me quite a bit that he's a Falcons fan, <laughs> especially when the Cowboys lose. That poor man. He, uh, he sent me a, a text on, on Sunday night, like right as we were boarding the plane. And it's side-by-side Desmond Ritter and Dak Prescott in 2023. Desmond Ritter, 1,073 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Dak Prescott, 1,061 yards, five touchdowns, four interceptions. And just looking at that side-by-side, I was like, man, just because of all of the criticism that Desmond Ritter has been getting in Atlanta, and it's uh, it's it's Ooh. tough looking at that side-by-side. Uh, Dak has had a horrible start to the season. He's averaging 212 yards per game. Um, and I know you're not a stats guy, Isaiah, but the stats kind of tell the story on that one. It's the offense is not producing and I think it starts up top with Dak I'm going to say it starts with McCarthy uh, I know the call was in reference to Dak it starts with McCarthy he, he, he could be doing much better in terms of his play calling I don't have a problem with the concepts I have a problem with what the concepts are being ran out of formation wise um, guys are just going out there and lining up They're not. there's no shifts, there's no motions there's nothing that's going to make the defense second guess what they're doing or makes up their responsibilities so I have no problem with the West Coast. I have a problem with the West Coast being utilized the way which it is being utilized. I also have a problem with the your your biggest weapons. You know, I, I like now I'm going to go ahead and trademark clear out cooks. It's, it's clear out cooks. That's his that's his name right now because that's what he runs is clear out routes. Mm. <laughs> and it's important. I hate that man. And I really do. The more you watch it on film, too, the more apparent it becomes. Yeah, we so broke it down last week. The all twenty-two. It is yeah. frustrating. We did on film room. Was it film room? We did yeah. last week. Film room last mm-hmm. week. We broke down how Brandon Cooks is He's clearing guys out. He's clearing guys out. So you have your best route runner not being utilized properly, and it's, it's a ticking time bomb. I don't want to project another week like this. Brandon Cooks, the 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 mild temper, you know. Uh, Amari Cooper ish type guy in terms of, you know, in terms of cool being cool, calm and collected. He's probably going to blow up here in a bit. I'm just telling you, if you don't get him the right, he's probably probably going to blow up because you're messing with his career now. Yeah, thousand yards, six times over, right? Mm-hmm. Seven, I believe. Seven, is it six. seven? Is six. It six? Yeah. Yeah, six. Okay. So yeah, six times over, thousand yards, and he's not going to scratch that at this pace. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a clear out. CD's a clear out on half the routes. And you're feeding the tight ends. It feels, I'm just telling you, the frustrations that I experienced amongst my receiver group when I was here in Dallas, when we had Jason Garrett as the OC, right? Coach Phillips was the head coach. And Dak was, I mean, not Dak, but but, but Witt was eating a lot, right? He was getting Romo and Witt, Romo Witt, Romo Witt. Well, the reason why is because very similar things are happening with this offense right now. A lot of clear outs on the outside, and you're trying to vacate your tight ends on their on their inside out routes or corner routes. That's what's taking place. That's predominantly what's going on. And it's really unfortunate from that regard. The second standpoint is the receivers, they're not getting when they do have man coverage, they're not really freeing themselves up. So mm-hmm. they have to do better. The receivers have to do better, but the receivers Can I ask you one quick question about yes. that though? When you're not getting the ball, yep, and you're running, let's just say Chris Brown, yep. Yep. just beating your guy and stuff like that. I understand that you're a professional athlete, and you're, so you're mentally tough and all that. But I just feel like it's got to get in your discouraged. Like, all right, yep, I'll run this again. Absolutely, I know this play is never coming to me, but here we go. Absolutely, I will do my my best. <laughs> and, and that's what I was just about to hit on. Right, they're getting discouraged. So when they do get man to man, it doesn't sound good. But to your point, like, yeah, you're like, 
Right? That like Dak's not reading coverages correctly. I can't. I don't know how many. I, times. I had a question about that on uh, the text line two six zero. Kevin from Fort Wayne, Indiana says mm. Isaiah talked about Dak not reading coverages correctly. Why not? He's eight years in. Shouldn't that be locked down by now? <laughs> I can't tell you why. It's and Kyle's tired of me saying it when we're watching the games. Like I, for four years straight, I do, now. I do get on to Isaiah. Four years straight now. I'm like because everyone's got their own strengths. Stop where, like, it. Some some stop players it. Stop have it. that. No, some Jay, stop. Don't. John, listen. I can deal with bad that's balls at times. I can deal with bad play, right? It's just like that's part of playing. Like some right. those things just happen, right? I'm gonna have my good games. I'm gonna have my bad games. I'm gonna have five and four hundred yards pass, and I'm gonna have two hundred yards pass. Like those things fluctuate. Bad decisions. There's nothing that anybody else can do but Dak to make better decisions. When you're throwing slants into cover two, when you're when you're trying to throw slants versus press inside man, when you're throwing flat routes to Tony Pollard into cover two corners, you're you're not seeing the field. So like I said last year, and I, I'm just calling it how what I see on film, you're either not seeing coverages and not comprehending what you're seeing and, and choosing the right side. Like I said, is what this West Coast offense is, right? There's usually uh, uh, a covered a two high beater on one side yeah. and a one high beater on the other side. That's that's how most of the time how West Coast is. So the reason why Dak was so effective early on in the season because he was choosing right, right? I come up, this is the coverage, boom, I go here. All right, awesome, right? It makes it easy. You can get a lot of plays off, and it's really quick under your decisions. But what did I say? After the first four, three or four games, things start changing because defensive coordinators say, oh, that's what you're doing? Oh, how can I take B. Cooks out the game? You're just going to line them up on the outside? I'm going to roll coverage. So guess what B. Cooks is going to do? Clear out. Right? Okay, now I know Dak is wanting to really get the ball to these guys over here. Well, let's go ahead and just 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 press up over here. He can't get it over there. He's still going to try to force it. So it's just the decision-making and the adjustments, right? So that's why I say McCarthy and Dak go hand-in-hand. Hand. McCarthy has to do a better job of mixing things up. You never know what San Fran's doing. You never know. Nope. They're motioning. They're shifting. They're putting their guys. They're doing Canadian-type shifts. Like, you just don't know, right? You're, they're overloading zones. If you do want to play zones, so what? I'm going to split your safety this way. I'm going to split your safety this way. I'm going to run a guy underneath. I'm going to pull this linebacker out. Like, they know what you're doing, and they have an answer for it. And they have combination routes where, based upon what you're, what you're running, we can also run that. Run run this route. Instead of running a corner, I'll run a comeback, right? Like, whatever it might be, they have that in there. One of their misses they had during the game on Brandon Ayuk and Purdy should have been a big play, but Purdy thought it was too high and it was really single high mm-hmm. so Ayuk snapped off his route instead of taking it to the to the corner but he was wide open but there's a lot of that going on and it's frustrating for me because they aren't complicated there are teams that you watch and you're like man I told God like I, I really can't tell it was, I think it was Arizona it was yeah. Arizona I was like man they, they do a great job of disguising their coverages and like you just it's hard yeah. to tell what they're running it really is hard to tell what they're running but this San Fran is simple it's simple, but I'm saying like you're either not seeing the coverages or you're complete disregard for what the responsibilities are. You're like, you know what? I don't care. These rules don't apply to me. I don't know which one it is. My question for you then is if this has been a prolonging issue with Dak, then why? how is he able to get away with it in 2020, 2021? He's a great guy. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just being real yeah, with see, you. I find that hard to I'm, believe because nah. like even if they move on from him, he's starting in the NFL for another team. Like he, there's, there's not a lot of quarterbacks in this world. Yeah. I'm just that's just the reality. That's yeah. why that's why all the rules are predicated on protecting the quarterback because there's just not a lot of them out there. Yeah. Right? There just aren't. People aren't developing quarterbacks the way they used to. So when you do get somebody who's capable, which Dak is capable, right? And Dak can be effective to the point of the caller, right? If you run the ball and you can do play action, Dak's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. 
I've said that a thousand times. If he has a running game, and you have a running game, right? I know the stat line shows different, but they if you have but you have to at least threaten me with the run, right? In order for you to me to respect it. If you want my linebackers to come up and you be able to hit your tight ends, if you want your safeties to have to come down from too high and roll down to a single high, like you have to actually try to run the ball. And there's nobody that's really stopped you from running the ball except for yourself. You get out of it and you start passing. And you line your receivers up on the outside. CD's on the outside. Cooks is on the outside. I'm going to throw the ball to Fergie. I'm going to throw the ball to Schoonmaker. Like, you're not you're not being creative enough. Yeah. You don't have to change your plays. Just change how it looks. And then, Dak, just read the coverages, bro. Choose the right side. There's too many times in this game where I'm literally marking down. I'm like, bro, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see what you were going for. Like, I don't, I really don't know what you were going for. Like, you're throwing a flat route to Pollard. There's a cover two. There's literally clearly two high safeties. You know they're gonna run press two. You're throwing a flat route into a corner. You're running a slant route into a linebacker. Like, yeah. go to the backside. That's two. So that means you got to go to this concept on the backside now. That I don't care how bad I want to throw the ball to Kyle. If they run the right coverage, sorry, bro. You know, you know they they roll coverage. I, I got to go to John. I got to go to John. I got to go to you. You drop it anyway. <laughs> so it's, it's it's really frustrating I for me. More, I need more because this is not complicated <laughs> stuff, right? It's not complicated stuff. The team deserves better. He deserves better, right? But I don't know what's going on in those rooms. I really don't. I, and that's why I said uh, I'm not going to get into that. Mm. There are certain people around here who held people accountable and there some of those people aren't here anymore and i don't know what's going on i can't speak to what's going on but i do know that accountability has to be had across the board across the board and that starts i don't care the qb room db all that kind of stuff. everybody everybody has it but you have to hold, hold guys accountable and this is not acceptable in the league and i don't want to skip uh our next caller uh troy and philly is on talking cowboys troy what's going on hey guys what's happening man what's up What's on your mind? Um, I'm I'm kind of right where you guys are. Sounds sound like the last caller was there. Hopefully, I don't repeat anything that they said. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I got as much as it pains me, man. I'm I'm out on Dak, man. I, I am. Uh, I live in Philadelphia. Like this is getting way, way, way too hard to defend. I've defended this guy to no end. I mean, I can't even tell. You, I can tell you a couple of names. I can't say all of them. I've heard Whack Prescott, Slack Prescott. I mean, I've heard, and there are just a couple of that I can say on air <laughs> in Philadelphia. This is just getting too hard to defend. I'll give you one moment that told me everything about who Dak Prescott is. Fifty-one seconds on your twenty. Well, I think the first you guys had the play play sheet. Mm-hmm. I think the first the first the first play was an out route that didn't work out. The second play was a sack. And between Dak, McCarthy, Schottenhammer, I don't know where it was, they just gave up. We can't we, we, we can't move the ball on these guys. It was 25 seconds when Dak got sacked. Had two timeouts. They gave up. By contrast, I'll say this and I'll let you guys listen. Looking at the Eagles game, very similar situation. The Eagles get the ball right before the half, 32 seconds on their 30, 35-yard line, score a touchdown. I'm out on this guy, man. I'm tired of defending. I, I, I hang up and listen. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Troy. And you can hear the the pain in his voice in saying that. You can really <laughs> do. And I, and honestly, I feel that. I do. I, I'm not out on Dak Prescott. Let me let that be known. I am not out on Dak Prescott. But it is getting harder to defend Dak, Dak Prescott. If these continuing – if it's starting to become more of the norm that this is – a performance as opposed to the norm that it used to be his performances in 2016, 2018, and early in 2020, early in 2021, 
That used to be the norm of, okay, if he had a bad game, that's a bad game. We'll, we'll put it over. But John outlined it very well early. This is the third time in eight games that you could argue he's had his worst performance as an NFL quarterback. I'm that's glad, hard to defend. I'm glad this is the topic that was brought up because I almost brought it up uh, with the last caller. And, Troy, I'm sorry, man. Go get you a good Philly cheese and mm. sit in this season. Um, just kind of settle in. But I – I had another opportunity to go back and watch yesterday, obviously, and um, a lot of the criticism on Dak, I've already kind of explained it both yesterday and early on in this show. I don't think it's time to necessarily start abandoning ship on Dak, but if I'm Jerry Jones, if I'm Will McClay, I'm going to that scouting department and I'm saying, hey, well, let's let's start looking at early round quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let's start, let's let's see if we can find a guy in this year or next year in the first or second round that can be ready if if needed. Because um, I I don't feel like Trey Lance will be ready when needed, um, mm. I, I, at least at this point. So I'm I'm starting to plan for the immediate future rather than the distant future. That's never a bad thing either. Like Isaiah just said, quarterbacks, good quarterbacks, don't grow on trees regardless and there are teams that pick up quarterbacks like like clockwork i mean they're picking up guys just here and there just trying to see if one would work down the line san francisco's (laughs) a very good dallas did it too and i know people are are kind of like looking sideways at trey lance because of how unproductive he was in san francisco but every team's different every organization's different every situation's different so like they they did a good job by going out there and acquiring a good talent now they just have to develop him. And yeah. none of us know right now where he stands right now in terms of his development in this system. If I've anybody spent a lot does, of time, it's Nick I spent a lot of time watching his pregame workouts and uh, over the course of the last few weeks, and there is improvement, but uh, not he's not going to be ready. Yeah. He's not going to be ready. Yeah, I don't feel like he'd be ready even next season if needed. Mm. Uh, there's a reason why um, Cooper Rush is the backup, and yeah. he's the solidified backup. But uh, one more point on Dak. To, you, to your point, I've always been a Dak defender, and mm-hmm. to Troy's point i've always defended him i think he's since the day he stepped on the field in 2016 preseason it's like man i think he's built for this but it's it is becoming harder to defend him i can kind of feel my mindset starting to shift a little bit yeah. it's tough the, the, the issue that i have with the lance thing has nothing to do with trey lance it just has to do with history and there just isn't those top five top ten type quarterbacks that don't work out with the team that they're on go to another team and have success I'm I mean, sure. there just isn't like and especially yeah. especially if we're comparing it to Dak, to then go on and having a success that's even comparable to Dak Prescott. I'm talking about just even being like good or solid, much less being to a level where, yeah. oh, no, this is a franchise quarterback. He's going to be one of the highest paid amongst. But with the 49ers thing and then you saying about how difficult it is to find a quarterback, I mean, look, at it's not like it's not like the, the Eagles and Niners, two best teams in the NFC, have just found like the secret sauce. You swing and miss, but you got to keep. You got to at least swing the bat. Yeah, you, know? you got to swing back. I mean, you you got you look over to New York. They're paying their guy forty million dollars to do what he's doing. I mean, so like, people are desperate. Yeah, at that yeah. position, <laughs> desperation. Kids, get outside and start throwing seriously. That throw the dog on ball around <laughs> or yeah, kick it. Leave. One of the two. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah, we need. There's not thirty two of them. You on can this be an planet, offensive so. lineman too if you want. I mean, that's just a thought process. All right, I want to take photos. our second break. Yeah, again, I don't know about that. Uh, I want to take our second break when we come back. We have a caller that's on the line. He owns my favorite call in Talking Cowboys history. And I want to I'm going to give him the floor because he's he's fantastic. I'll give that call whenever we come right back with more Talking Cowboys right after this. 
They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. It's also brought to you by the Dallas Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan. Alongside Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right. Last year, going into the wild card round, we got a phone call. It was from Jeff in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. I can't say that. I can't say that either. Uh, But Jeff in Maryland. And he presented a show some faith plea to Dak Prescott. (laughs) Jeff is, I I believe, a pastor. I'll I'll get the clarification here in a second. Jeff, are you a pastor in Maryland? Yes. Yes, Kyle. Yes, sir. Definitely a pastor's voice right there. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It was my favorite call of all time since I took over the show back in 2020. Uh, I mean, Jeff, what you got this week? Because the the show some faith. uh, It needs to be said again. I I think from from some point along the way, because there's a lot of people doubting this football team. Well, um, yeah, I understand why they would be doing that. I mean, I'm looking at the game myself. Very disappointed. (laughs) However. Everybody's covered that part. I know the time is short, so what I want to say is these guys need to be rebuilt from the inside out because their heads are going to be really filled with more and more doubt coming from everywhere, maybe even within their own locker room because they need to, from my perspective, they need to reconnect with the one that made them in the first place to have these skills to have these gifts and to have confidence that he has created them to play at a high level. If they're playing down to everybody else and playing playing under fear, they can't really rely 
on the fact that God has made them each unique and very effective in their positions. So when they start losing sight of that, they'll, they'll play at a low level, and we'll see what we saw, okay? We'll see what we saw. If I had a chance and I could, I don't know, I have a book that I wrote that may help them if they could reconnect with God who made them to be these very powerful, gifted players. And when you have that, when I talked to you last year, I talked about David. How did David go into the fight with Goliath? He didn't go on there without God. He went in there with God, and God helped him overcome a giant. We're kind of like at that place again. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Definitely does, Jeff. Thank you for the call, as always. And Jeff even was at the Star last week. And so, he, he, he sounds like my father-in-law. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> Jeff, he huh? always does a great job. Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, the, there's a lot of a lot of things to unpack there for the most part. And yeah. I think basically the individuality of this team is going to get in the way if they don't start coming together and playing as a team. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that Jeff kind of pointed out there is take your individual gifts, use it in the right way. Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb were the first ones that came to mind mm-hmm. in that regard, both of which are frustrated at the moment. But it also it still comes back down to Dak Prescott and, and what he's able to do. Yeah. But appreciate the call, Jeff. We have one more call before we get out of here. Sam in Philly is on the line. Who's Sam, what's going on? Today? Hey, how you guys doing? I'm going to try to be quick if I can, but I don't know if I can. With this <laughs> Sounds disappointing already. So, Dak, so my thing with Dak is, like, he was drafted in the fourth round. He was, like, I don't know why everybody's surprised that he's not a good passer in the pocket. Like, his, his thing was his legs. He used his legs, and like, that's how he got to the NFL. Well, he snapped his ankle. He doesn't do that anymore. So, it's going to be tough to get what you want to get out of Dak. My thing is... You got eight years with the guy, dude. Like, how long are you going to wait? Like, they need to start looking for a new quarterback. I know it's not really possible right now. So you kind of got, like, what, two years left with this dude? But I would seriously start looking for a a new quarterback. And I'd have to be drunk to do this. Just hear me out. (laughs) I would think about trading Parsons to whoever has the first pick in the draft and getting the best quarterback in the draft. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. You want to address it? Thanks for the call. (laughs) Sam is Uh, his name. Mr. Sam, I I do not agree with your sentiments (laughs) on a number of of reasons. I'm not abandoning ship on Dak. What I am saying about Dak is know what you have. Be realistic about what you have. And that's that's what you have to do at every position. Okay. Know who you have and know what they're capable of. Know where they're struggling at and address them where they are. Including Micah Parsons. (laughs) So Dak, coach him up. Coach him up. I don't give professionals need coaching too. That's why there's a thousand coaches on every coaching staff. Coach him up, right? Like get him, get him coached up on, on understand. Not only just the comprehension of coverages. I don't think that he doesn't know what these coverages are. He knows these coverages. Yeah. But the decision making, okay. Run him through simulators. I don't care what you got to do, right? But like, program him to make the proper decisions. Dak doesn't have a problem throwing the ball. He can throw the ball. That ankle is not bothering him anymore. He can be as accurate as you can be when necessary, okay? But, like, put him in a situation to be successful. And then on the Micah thing, like, you're – yeah, you're, you're – did you drink? <laughs> I know he said he might have to be drunk to do this, but yeah, – a couple – You're not – couple out Miller Williams. He must have. He must be real high. On Caleb Williams isn't even the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, all whoa. right, Michael whoa. Penix Jr. Whoa. All right, now I mean, you Cameron bat- Ward that, is great. I was about to say that but. Washington State quarterback is pretty good too. Came from Incarnate Word. But 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 
you you are you do understand that he Caleb Williams will be the first Lamar. pick in the draft. You do at least yeah, understand that. I don't care that. about okay, that. Okay, I'm just making. Yeah, he sure. doesn't right. mean he's the best. Okay, just making yeah. sure. But either way, I'm not getting rid of Michael Parsons. No, you're not. I'm keeping him right here, yeah. and, and he's going to be here for a long got this time. There's, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of people abandoning <laughs> abandoning ship right now on Dak. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dak is fully capable, but he does have to stop making bad decisions i'm not abandoning ship but i'm pulling out my binoculars and i'm looking for the shoreline i'm trying to maybe see if there's another mm. ship that might be better mm. this ship might get me to the shoreline but i'm not 100 percent sure that it will but this but from from my standpoint this shouldn't have been the first time because what you're seeing is what you what you've seen yeah and i think that's like part that's, of, that's that was not, part of his point is the fact yeah. that he, this is year eight Longest tenure quarterback in the nfl uh, yeah and there's some belief that a the longer you're there you know they always say with quarterbacks what are you going to show him that he hasn't seen when you've played that many games and, and, and again, gone against that many different defensive coordinators, that many teams that you start to get to a point where you're like, oh, well, there's not anything that they're going to show him that he hasn't seen already. So, which is true. Which yeah. is true. He's not seeing complicated stuff, but he's just making bad decisions. So that's what I'm saying. Like, is he just playing hero ball? Is that what it I is? I can't speak that. Well, he can answer that. You know, he's not but like, hero ball I don't, I don't. He's not, he's, they're not taking any chances. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just bad decisions. So it's like, stop, just stop. You you know what you see. Just stop. Like understand what they're doing. Stop forcing stuff. Make better decisions. Put your team in a positive perspective. When you, it's just it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because there's so much work that goes in every week. And I know he puts in his work too, right? And it's not just Dak. Again, I, I'm bringing it back. It's not just Dak. A lot of this, your quarterback, you're going to get a lot of the attention. Yep. But the decisions are bad. The decisions are bad. There's breakdowns. We talked about Tyler Biotis not getting blocks. We, you know, Hoffman is missing blocks on here as well. Pressure is getting in Dak's face. There's a whole lot of things that took place in the game, and a whole lot of people deserve blame. But that is a highly touted position that has a tremendous impact on the game. And when they make a dis- bad decision or a mistake, it affects everything, much like a kicker. If a kicker makes one mistake, it affects everything. Right, so you just can't make those bad decisions because you don't get opportunities to get it back against good teams. Mm. Speaking of kicker, I don't want to jinx it, but Brandon Aubrey is four kicks away from tying the NFL record for consecutive makes to start a career. And I remember you predicted that when we talked about it at a training camp. Yeah, you said that was good job. job. <laughs> well done, Nick. Well done. All right, that does it for us. Great I'll, calls. I'll pretend that happened. <laughs> Great calls. Anthony in Seattle, Troy in Philly, my guy Jeff in Mar- Marlboro, Maryland. If you're in East Texas, you say Marlboro. It's hard. If you're from East Texas, you say Marlboro. 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 Red Marlboro. Sam in Philly. All great calls. We had some great text messages, too. We wish we could get to them all. Sam was drinking. This is where he was having a couple of those Miller lights up there. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota. Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We will see you tomorrow. We're previewing the Dallas defense versus the Los Angeles offense on Monday Night Football. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!